The Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab, number 80 for November 27th, 2006. Greetings, folks, and welcome to the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab. Do you think I'll ever get sick of saying that, John? <laughs> you haven't so far. I no, I haven't. It just kind you've of rolls off the tongue. Than, and you've said it more than eighty times. I have. It's true. I have said it more than eighty times. That's right. There, uh, there have been a couple of uh, false starts, as it were. Not yeah. too many, I'm though. Gonna, I think it's less than eighty-five. Well, last last week we had six takes. I don't know what happened there. Six Maybe false true. starts. That's right. Yeah, but that that was that that never got quite to that point. So. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah. uh, so we've made it through Thanksgiving here in the U.S., of course, and uh, and are heading careening. We are we, actually we're not careening. We are in the uh, the holiday season here. There's no question about that. Whatever holiday you may choose to yeah. observe, yeah, and and in whatever way you choose to observe it, but but many of them uh, are very much centered around lists of of things. Right. And and in, in a lot of cases, things that we want to buy for other people or other people are going to uh, buy or make or create for for us. And so uh, as we did last year, John or, and I, what, what's that? Or, well, there's another option that, you know, there's this guy that brings this stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's kinda, right. Kind of big and wears red. Yeah, that's right. He it doesn't shave much. Maybe we could get him <laughs> Neralco's. We could, everybody could just buy him, you know, Norelco's and, and bronze. Don't you have yeah, a uh, family uh, family discount on that, John? Yeah, wrong, wrong family. Oh, sorry. I wouldn't be doing this if that was. <laughs> what, what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm telling. Um, uh, so John and I have created our, our own wish list for uh, for this holiday season. But uh, but these are, are things that though we'd, we'd love to receive them uh, or they they don't necessarily exist. In fact, they necessarily do not exist, and that's uh, that's kind of the whole idea behind our wish list each year. So you get the peek into the minds of the uh, two geeks that sit on this side yeah. of the microphones. Yeah, we can we can dream. And you know, the other thing is that sometimes I want to talk about my needs. Do you? And your needs, Dave. Okay, but and that's every for another show. Week we deal with people's problems. What about <laughs> my needs? <laughs> wow. Okay, for the people who haven't turned this off, yeah, uh, that was, but that was humor. But we've also peppered the show, uh, or will be peppering the show, full of uh, coupons. We went to a bunch of our uh, favorite vendors in the Mac market, and uh, some of them uh, responded with uh, coupon codes. We asked them all for coupon codes that we could share with you. For the moment, these coupon codes will only be available listening to the show. We'll put a list of the people whose coupon codes are mentioned in the show, but you've actually got to listen to the show to catch these codes. Uh, so it's just going to be, we're just going to mention them quick. We've got quite a few of them to go through, but uh, not all of our favorite yeah. vendors were able to create coupon codes. So this is by no means a list of those people that only, that the only people that we like, it's just some of the places that we like. And I can't even guarantee that we're going to get to all of them. Though, so. though we told them all that our listeners do whatever we say. So. That's right. Yes. So, so remember a big windfall, big this. windfall. That's right. <laughs> this is good for all of us. Remember that. That's right. All right, so I am going to uh, to start my my wish list here uh, with you know one one thing that that I think would be really cool to have John 
would be, and it's not really Mac related, but that's okay. You know how every two years you wind up shopping for a new cell phone, right? And you always, in the back of your mind, you say, well, should I change carriers? Because I, I, I really, you know, I, you know, I, I, for whatever reason, I hate my, my carrier. We all hate our cell carriers, right? Wouldn't it be nice to to be able to have a little device that you could take with you wherever you you go normally and have it show you the relative signal strengths of all of the uh, favorite carriers in your area? Wouldn't that be handy? It'd be something that you could rent. I mean, you, you know, you rent it for 10 bucks for two days or something. It'd be invaluable, right? You could take it in your house. You walk around upstairs, downstairs. Da, da, da. And I realize I realize that. Every phone is is different, but at least you'd be getting a, a an idea of which carriers have better signals in, in different places. So I think that would be cool. I mean, we've got it with Wi-Fi networks, right? Why can't we do yeah. this with cell networks? I I, th- yeah. I think that would be well, good. I, well, I think you can. the 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 problem now, I think, is the equipment that does that is in the back of the van that right. these guys drive around. Yeah, that can you hear uh, me no, now? I van. know. Right. I know they got to have a uh, mm. you know pretty cool piece of RF equipment that of course tells yeah. them how they're doing their. Uh, their competitors' signal strength, and they're trying to outdo each other. Uh, you know they do. So why why can't why hasn't somebody just put one on the market for for me to buy? Right. Well, you know, just the, the kind of a related kind of rant to the, that I see uh, you 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 reference in here is why can't the U.S. get its act together? Ah, what a pain in the neck. Like especially with me now, I don't have a problem with my provider, Verizon. I'm pretty happy right. with them, but I got to get a CDMA phone, and you got these phones that. You know, you're limited. It'd be nice. My understanding is Europe is, uh, I guess, GSM, right? Yeah, well, we have, I mean, we have GSM here in the U.S. too. Kind of, but but I, no. from what I understand, people that travel, are, are, it's another protocol. No, no, no. My understanding is that it's not the soup that it is over here in uh, other parts of the world. That they oh, I see. Their, uh, I, I see what you're saying. So every every carrier in Europe tends to use GSM, whereas... Most carriers in the U.S. use GSM, but I think there's what two still that use CDMA. The the and interesting CDMA, and I think you may have some some other uh, you know weird variations. Well, we used to have TDMA, those. right? Uh, no, I say I think Sprint is uh, is CDMA as well. If I'm not, or is Sprint still PCS? I don't think so. I think they, I think they moved to to CDMA, but um, yeah. But a lot of the things like to me like early termination fees. I'm like, yeah, what are you talking well, about? Well, that's just that's just business right there. That's just crazy. Yeah, well, you know that's business. Oh, you can go to uh, if you want to if you want it out of your cell cell services. See bonus stuff. Go to I believe it's cellswap.com, and you can actually trade contracts with other people. So if you want out of your cell thing, cellswap.com. I think I've got that right. If I don't, we'll uh, we'll uh, throw it in the show notes. I've I've got it over at the house. So there's your uh, there's your free advice. All right, what's your uh, what, what's what's first on your wish list there? First on my list, it's something that came up when I was um, trying to put some uh, surround speakers in uh, what I'm going to call my uh, living room or entertainment center. Okay. Uh, for a while, I had wires running across the the carpet, but many people commented that that was you know kind of deadly. Yeah. And they were going to trip over them, and it'd just be a big liability lawsuit. <laughs> so eventually, I found out how to get under the uh, entertainment room because it didn't have a, a notable way of accessing it. But anyways, so once I wired up the surround speakers, I'm like, what a pain in that. Cause for the longest time before that, I was thinking somebody has to make some decent wireless surround speakers. Oh yeah. I looked around a lot and I didn't find too many options that really made me happy or that were, uh, you know, standards based. Now, so with the thing I'm wishing for, and I think it's happening as we speak, 
but is to get everybody on the same page. Um, so Bluetooth is what I'm talking about. Uh, oh, I you know, see. We, we saw the vendors. Uh, Belkin was uh, was showing something recently that you know had a Bluetooth 2.0 EDR, so you could stream audio and, and all wouldn't, that great wouldn't stuff. Wouldn't the problem with Bluetooth be the the delay caused by the A to D and D to A conversion, though? I think once you start streaming, I don't think that's a problem. Well, but you, it is a problem if you want it to sync with your front speakers that are not going through the A to D and D to A, right? Uh, could be. So, so I, I mean, because how they, do you figure that out? Well, they've got RF, right? I mean, they've got wireless mm -hmm. speakers that use RF, and that seems to work fine for a lot of folks. Mm -hmm. So, I think that's what uh, I think that I think that's the answer there because you'd have to have either everything running on Bluetooth or none of it. Right. And even okay. then, and even then, can you somehow, can you, could you sync the two up? Right. Cause Bluetooth is, 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 is spotty. Right. I mean, it, it, it's burstable. Right. So while for streaming, it works if you, if you're streaming to multiple sources, although I guess like the, the folks at Rogue Amoeba figured that out with, uh, with the, what is it? Uh, the, with the AirTunes thing that they came out with, and I can't remember the name of it, but uh, if you go to rogamiba.com, they've, they've got this product that, that would allow you to stream the same signal to multiple uh, uh, Airport Express base stations or, or you know, re receivers and actually have them all in sync so that you'd have the same sound happening all at the same time. So maybe it is possible mm -hmm. to sync up that Bluetooth thing. Yeah. So maybe it is. I think the pieces of the technology are out there. But I, I was looking, one, for surround speakers that wouldn't require me to crawl around under a building right right <laughs> um, right and i didn't want to run them under the rug uh but but i understand as you're pointing out there's some uh you know technical challenges with uh airfoil the, uh, the speed of the radio yeah. signal and then i was thinking wouldn't it be also be neat to get this because uh, i think we talked about this before to communicate with other sound systems like maybe the one in my car mm -hmm. and maybe send songs to it and i i'm trying to remember if i've heard of somebody doing this i mean maybe a third part a third party setup you could certainly do this right you know, with a wireless access point and stuff in the car. I think people right. did that with uh, the, the Mac Mini there. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, people have. But uh, to, to have something fluid so you could just press a button somewhere yeah. and say, okay, download this playlist to my car rather than having a you know, CD carousel or something. Yeah. So the, the, that's one wish I have in the, the audio Bluetooth world. All right. Uh, you know... I'll I'll echo a wish of of many many people out there. Where is the real video iPod? I mean, can we just have that already? Don't you think that this was the holiday season, maybe for for that to come out? I understand that Apple what do doesn't. You, what do you mean, real video? Well, I mean the the current the iPod. Well, Apple doesn't call the current iPod a video iPod. In fact, they've gone out of their way to not call it a video iPod. They call it an iPod with video, mm. and. And it's fine, right? But we've all heard the rumors. We know that, you know, these things have been created in, in various capacities. Why can't we just have the stupid thing? Where, where's the, what's, what's the holdup here, folks? Let's just get it out, you know, the widescreen and, and, you know, let's go. Giddy up. Where is it? That's, that's, that's number two on my I've list. I've seen, uh, who, who is it? Arcos, is it? One, one yeah. of the vendors? Yeah. That but that's not an iPod, be, man. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. But they appear to be properly sized, uh, portable media. I, I'll, I'll buy that. Yeah. Players. I, I won't yeah, buy I've it, seen them at the yeah. shows. They look, they look pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd purchase one with my own money, but, um. Right. Right. They look, they look like a step in the right direction. Yeah. If you could Appleify it. That's okay. what I wanted. Appleified. Yeah. Cool that's and, why we're cool here. And elegant and yeah. well thought out. Yeah. And, 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 and obviously that th what you just said there is the answer to my 
what's the holdup question, right? They, they're amplifying this thing. They want it to be cool and elegant and well thought out. So there you go. Yeah. Same with the, the though I don't think we'll see this for a while because I've used these, but uh, a tablet. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of rah rah. I've actually done some uh, work with some of the early tablets like Fujitsu and all that. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a niche. It's not it something that everybody yeah. needs or wants. I mean, certain people, people can draw, people that, you know, do like the clipboard thing all day. Okay, sure, maybe. But, uh, boy, there were a lot of shortcomings. And everybody was saying, oh, Apple's going to make a tablet. I mean, it, and I think Microsoft has been marginally successful in promoting that. And yeah, well, the vendors too. I, I think if if we have a sizable population of people that have used Windows tablets listening to the show, my guess is that there are a good percentage of them that are shaking their fists in anger at your at your last <laughs> comment. Well, no, because I, I know people that aren't artists and aren't clipboard type people that are absolutely in love with their tablets. I, I have yet to, to grok that fascination myself, but but. You know, people that use laptops for much the same reasons that, that you and I would use them are are very much in love with their tablets, um, I think, from the whole portability idea. So uh, yeah. who knows I, I, if you if you are using a tablet for non artistic purposes, send in a comment and uh, and let us know. Two oh six 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 geek. Yeah. What I do yeah. like are the hybrid ones yeah. that are both a tablet and. So it can act as both a portable machine and as just a, a tablet. I don't yeah. like the tablet only one. Those right, are right. Too limiting. All right. So before okay. you go, uh, MacWorld Expo coupon code. If you registered Ooh. by December 11th and you use the coupon code B hyphen N as in November Q as in quota, then you get early bird pricing. So B as in boy is the beginning of that. B hyphen N Q by December 11th for MacWorld Expo. At MacWorldExpo.com. All right, what's next, John? Okay, all right, we're gonna we're gonna try to manage this here, uh, but you see the next thing on my list. Go. Here's the big wish: DRM that doesn't get in the way and note and gives me my rights. Yeah, good luck. Um, I it... will say that Apple has, though I don't believe it was their choice, has done. About as good a job as one could expect to not make it too annoying with iTunes and all that. I with mean, the, with then, music, you mean? With the music, yeah. Okay. I mean, every now okay. and then a prompt will come up if the machine's not authorized, asking you to identify yourself. Uh, there mm -hmm. are some limitations, which I think are not too bad for most people, but there yep. are a vocal few who feel that they're insufficient. You know, the playlist burning and the, the number of authorized machines and... And stuff like that. Yeah. So we're having a problem, and oh, I see something related to this on your list too. But but it seems to me the pendulum has swung over to the the collective might yes. of the media companies, and they're screaming, "Oh, piracy! Oh, piracy! We're gonna go broke!" When you know, I remember they seem to be selling more and more and more every year. And that's are right. you gonna say history repeats itself, Dave? I was just gonna say history repeats itself. Yeah, I remember in the days when you and I met and. There were folks that we knew of, who shall remain nameless, uh, who were able to figure out ways around the copy protection built into software, right? And do tell. And and so what what would happen is someone would release software with copy protection on the disc. You couldn't copy the disc. Gee, sounds like a DVD today, right? And so somebody would create a way to copy this disc and then release it to the public. And everybody would say, ha, 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 screw you. They'd stick it to the man. And that was that. And 
it was it became a challenge, right? I mean, I remember there was software that would come out and they would try to crack it within hours, right? I mean, it was, you know, tried to get it down to uh-huh. be, being measured within hours, not days. I even remember one thing at a, an Apple Fest where uh, somebody swiped the disc from a booth or something and it was cracked, it, it, as, as the story goes, cracked in the hotel room that, that night. I think it was some helicopter sim game, but whatever. Yeah, uh, I remember that room full of people that, that I heard yes, somebody talk about. That's right. And, and so, you know, it, if you remove, it, it will constantly be this battle, right? If, if you create the war, the war will happen. So why just, why not just let it go, right? Did the, did the record companies lose and the movie companies lose money year after year after year after year when we had albums, tapes, and by albums I mean, of course, LPs, tapes, and, C- and CDs that, that we were copying to tapes or whatever, and, and, and of course the movie companies, did they lose big when, when we had these VCRs in our houses and we could make a copy of a, a videotape? Of course not, if anything. They made even more money. Ding, I ding, mean, ding. the, the movie right. companies love it now because a lot of times they will sell more of something in VCR or, you know, well, people have pronounced the death of that, or DVD than they do in the theaters. Right. Wow, gee, you figured it out and you're, you're yeah. making money. Good job. Now do it again. That's right. <laughs> yeah, now do it again. That's right. You know, it also reminds me of the old days when, you know, you had to pay per minute for long distance, whereas now you can just pay a flat rate and get a monthly thing. And, you know, people figured out a way around that, too. People were making phone calls for free, or so I understand. So, you, you know, there's just, you, you just got to stop. But anyway, we're here talking about things that don't exist. And what doesn't exist is DRM that stays out of our way. Because I don't think there is such a thing. I think it just has to go away. Gadgetlocker.com, which is also the Think Different store, five bucks off your order. If you use Mac Geek 2006 before the end of the year. All right. The next thing on uh, on my list, John, and I know you Ooh, you just ordered one timely. of these. Yes. I have feelings about this. I well, know I you do. Very so- shortly. I know you do. The, uh, y- y- you know that we're TiVo fans here and have been struggling with whether or not to buy the Series 3 HD TiVo. And the problem is this thing costs, by the time you transfer your membership and all that stuff, it costs a thousand bucks. Well, you're kind of exaggerating. Oh yeah. Well, uh, seven ninety nine for the unit and one ninety nine for the trans. That's right. So yeah, I want my two dollars. <laughs> right there, you go. Uh, why? And the thing's got all this stuff. It's THX certified. It's got all this stuff that I don't care about. And I'm a geek, right? And I don't care about this stuff. I just want an HD thing that runs TiVo's software. That's all I'm looking for, right? No. They they won't they won't give me that for less than a thousand bucks. If you could get me in at like five six hundred bucks, I'd have bought one already. We wouldn't be having this conversation. Why don't they do that? So, if anybody out there works for Comcast and knows when Comcast is going to roll out their uh, their their TiVo software for their uh, for their DVRs, that would be good to know. Hint hint wink Gee, wink. It'll never you know never go anywhere else. So you know, it'd be a great idea. Now, I felt personally I deserved it because. I currently have a Series 1. That's right. Philips uh, 60 hour. Right. Which very shortly, maybe a lucky listener. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Once I get the new one set up. Oh, okay. I'm going to have one that isn't going to be doing anything. Aha. Uh-huh. So oh. I'll have to think about what to do with that. Oh, we might have a giveaway in our hands. Well, I don't know about that. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? You like how I just do you like how I just throw your stuff up for free here? Yeah. You like that? Yeah, that's great. You get that. It's like Christmas. <laughs> it's my it's my way of contributing to the, you know, the season of giving. 
But here's something I could see them doing, but yeah. probably for various reasons doesn't make sense, but I think you were hinting at this. TiVo software. Right. But I think the reason, the, kind of like the Mac, the reason I think their platform is successful versus something like, uh, well, no, Media Center actually, from what I've seen, isn't too bad. Yeah. But TiVo controls everything. Yeah, they but, but, the box. but TiVo, the has, TiVo has licensed their software to DirecTV, right? And they've, yeah, and, and, and they've, Philips and Sony and uh, you know different people at different times. And they've and they have licensed it to Comcast. It just doesn't. It just hasn't been rolled out yet. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what they tell me. So, yeah, so it looks like they're carefully doing it. But yeah, their yeah. platform, you know, it's so Mac-like. Yeah, it just works. Yeah. All right. Well, the, there's Myth. Have you have you heard of that Myth TV? I think it's called. Yes. Yeah, I and haven't used it. Open though. source. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, actually, I hear software. I hear people say good things about that. Interarchy.com. Click on, the, go down to the right-hand side of the page. Click on Mac Geek Gab, and uh, if and then the special token is Christmas, and you get uh, you get a, a, a discount there as well. So if you want Interarchy, Mac Geek Gab, and the specials on the side, click on that, and then type in Christmas, all lowercase, uh-huh. and that's the magic keyword there. So, all right, what's next on your list, John? Uh, I think I'm going to skip that one thing here. Uh, no, that's yeah, good. I had some. I like you it. think so? Yeah, I like yeah. it. Go. Eh, it's a bit timely. All right. And ITV, and of course we know Apple announced something here, but basically I'd like to see Apple make an HDTV. Oh. You know, I thought they were going there. With yeah. The, uh, when you and I had gotten one of the iMacs, I think it was a 17-inch. Mm-hmm. Um, it was 20-inch. Like, wow. 20 inch and I'm yeah. like this is almost a little television yeah if they only made it bigger like 30 or 40 inches put a Mac inside but made it an HD you know LCD would probably make sense since that's what they're doing anyways yep <laughs> yeah and then put in all the cool uh, wireless and other uh, networking stuff yep um, I don't know it, ju- it just occurred to me when when I was uh, you know because I recently also of course since I got the TiVo I had to get uh, a big screen uh update my television as well and wouldn't right. it be nice if apple made one i figure i'd, I'd give it a serious look because it probably fit in uh, even my, even uh, even just stuff. something that plugs in either component or, or hdmi that actually does hd right because the new the itv at least in the format that that was demoed uh, by apple a couple months ago doesn't yeah. right it doesn't do hd now of course apple doesn't sell any hd content but you know it would still make sense to do this. There's all the whole, you know, MPAA, and we're not going to revisit that yet this show. Uh, but, uh, but you know, there's all that that gets in the way of putting HD content on your computer, et cetera, et cetera. But it would be nice if it did full HD. So there you go. Yeah, well, I think they're getting closer because, you know, you do remember, I think was it was it last year or the year before, but they said this is the year of HD. They upgraded uh, yeah. iLife. Yeah. To all HD versions. That's true. They had the, uh, the Sony right. guy up there showing an HD uh, uh, camcorder. Yep. So, so Apple's going to move. I, I guess they just got to wait for all the pieces to fall into place. Kind of like, you know, they're selling movies right now, as you pointed out. Yeah. They're not in HD format yet, but, you know, that'll come. Yeah. Yeah. That takes a lot of bandwidth. And I think that's also the issue, like with the TiVos and stuff like that, is, you know, storing it. You know, you're, you're talking, uh, you know, big chunks of storage and big bandwidth. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So, uh, uh, it, well, you know, I wanted to talk about our sponsor for, uh, for this oh, show. Yeah. Audio Engine at audioenginusa.com. 
<clears throat> you've heard us talk about the A5 speakers. In fact, we had some before we could even talk about what they were. These are desktop speakers, separate speakers, separate left and right speakers, so you can place them where you want. They're, uh, they're little cubes. They've got two drivers in each. They are massively powerful. And, you know, they, they'd make a great gift. If, if you want to buy a gift for, for someone else uh, that, you know, that's either an audiophile uh, that listens to their computer or maybe even with a, a little stereo, you can plug your iPod right in. You can charge your iPod from it. So you make a gift, great gift for someone else. Remember, you can also buy a gift for yourself this holiday season. There's nothing wrong with, you know, picking up a box underneath the uh, tree or whatever it is and uh, ha- having it read, you know, from Dave to Dave, right? That That's perfectly acceptable. And <laughs> and you could you could even buy them if, if you have neighbors. If you live in an apartment and you don't like your neighbors, uh, you could buy this as a, a kind of a gift for them. You put it in your apartment and just crank these things up, right? Or maybe you got the hots for uh, for the the, the 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 night patrol officer in your neighborhood, and and you want them to visit you a lot, so you just crank these things up, and and you know the neighbors will call, and then over the, over the over they come. So you know, I seem to recall seeing one of their ads recently, which made a claim that you know the speakers oh, right. that will get that's right your neighbors to uh, <laughs> the, the speakers your neighbors can hear. That's right. I think yeah. That's a great plug. It it is. Yeah. Uh, so I can attest to that. That I can. They rock. I cranked them one time and went outside and I could hear them. Yeah. They, and they're really really <laughs> clear. I use them here in the studio all the time. So, Audio Engine USA, the A5 speakers from Audio Engine USA dot com. I want more snow than last year, John. I, and I know that sounds crazy to say, you know, living up here in, in New Hampshire yeah, like we does. do. But we did, we really didn't get that much snow last year. We got like one or two oh. good storms, and the rest were kind of just wimpy storms. Now, I know I know how Murphy's Law works. You know, I'm going to say this, and uh, and we're just going to get totally dumped on, right? You know, I mean, it's going to be like a big problem. But, uh, but I, It's going to be a glacier in your backyard. That's, that's, that's what it's going to be. Yeah, that's right. I, I, want, I, want, uh, I want more snow this year. So that's... Uh, that's my thing. Oh, assuming that all necessary uh, services That's are right. operational, like electricity. And yeah, I, I just bought a thing. generator this weekend, eight thousand watts. I, I don't. I'm, you know, <sighs> as soon as the electrician wires up my Gentran boxes, I'm I'm good. So okay, you can look at the Frapper map and see where Dave lives, and head over there when uh, <laughs> when your power goes out. That's you, right. Come on over. We'll have a party. You can charge the charge your batteries or something. You can you can charge your cell phone batteries. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you could charge them in the car on the way over too. But you know, whatever. Mm. Uh, you got anything else, or are we uh, moving on to our listener feedback and questions and all that good stuff? No, I told you this was all about me, man. Oh, yeah, well, then giddy up. Now, what's my next one? I'm switching over here. Hold on. Oh boy. All right, GoDaddy. No, 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 GoDaddy.com. <laughs> Gab. If you enter in the coupon code Gab One G A B One, ten percent off. Go. Okay. Uh, last one on my list, but where's the home in the future? It's um, it's in the future. <laughs> That's why I can never have the home of the future. That's right. But Dave. no, I mean, I'm thinking back fondly to like the things we saw, you know, Disney World about the the future and all that. But my appliances—they're stupid. They don't talk to me. Nor do they talk to each other. Yeah, I, and I want this to happen. You know, I want my fridge to know what's inside of it. 
I want it to, and I've seen concepts of some of this sure. stuff, but I think it'd just be damn cool. It's, so at some point, all your, or even now, you could do this, scanning barcodes on your stuff. But what if your fridge that was inside of it, you could press a button and say, you know, tell me with all this stuff inside of here, what can I make for dinner tonight? Because I don't want to go out shopping. <laughs> if I do, I'll get Peapod, and they'll come in an hour, or it'll yeah. order out, or whatever. Yeah. But it knows what you have, and, and also the washer, I mean. You know, if you put a tag or a barcode or something with the clothes, I mean, make sure that you never get pink underwear because you put the whites in with the the <laughs> right the colors. Or even uh, <clears throat> the thing that I've been thinking about lately is a lot of the environmental control in your house, the uh, the heater, the AC, yeah. humidity, all that stuff. Wouldn't it be nice to to capture and graph that? And I know people make actually wireless, the the, uh, the smart the smart home stuff um, mm-hmm. that I, I actually tested it a couple of years ago. It would be interesting to, to dig back in and, and do a show on that, but they, but they do have, uh, thermostats that you can pull the okay. data. You can, not only can you pull the data down to your Mac, but you can actually control them with your Mac. So I think that's smarthome.com. So yeah, it was actually pretty cool. I had, I, I, uh, to, to go briefly into it, it was, I think what two, maybe three years ago, this time of year, uh, they'd sent me some of that stuff. I was doing an article for Mac Addict, and they uh, what I did was set it up so that my Mac controlled the all the Christmas lights in my house, and mm-hmm. I could control it with I had a what a T six sixteen a Sony Ericsson T six sixteen cell phone mm-hmm. that had Bluetooth, and so with the phone I could tell the Mac to turn the lights on and off in the in the living room because it was you know within what about thirty feet on the on the Bluetooth so that was actually pretty cool but but I know what you mean there's there's not enough th- that integration thing isn't there I mean you know now they say it's a smart home if they wire it with uh, with Cat five or something you know it's like well okay great that's good but plug my fridge into the Cat five and now we're talking you know. Yeah, and your TV, and of right. course, you know all your your entertainment center. Right. Um, I'm into also like utilities. For example, your because uh, right now they're wireless. Your uh, mm-hmm. uh, gas meter, your electric meter. Uh, yep. In most areas, they just drive by and pick it up. They they yep. don't have to physically read it anymore. Yep. Water meter, and then you could tie that all into your house and say, okay, what do I do if I want to, you know, maximize my uh, efficiency or stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So uh, X10, they had at one point the did some of that stuff turning things on and off anyways i thought that was all porn at least porn. that's what their ads isn't that what all their ads looked like didn't i mean x to every time i think of x10 i think of you know the cameras spying on on ladies in the bathroom because that's what their they, all their ads indicated you could do yes. with this thing actually i think that was in the bad old days of pop-ups and, they were the first to, to really make a huge <sighs> pop-up buy on the internet that's very right. racy ads that racy there you go begged for you yeah Pure male to click on them. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, you know, I, I I understand why they did it. It just kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth when you think about them now. So, yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty much my list. Rogamiba.com, five bucks off any order. Coupon code MacGeekGab. Uh, I have uh, one other thing that I'll 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 dovetail into a little hint. Uh, in iChat, it would be great if you could have nicknames for people to show up in your buddy list. Because right now, you know, my dad shows up as as his full name, right? I mean, it should be, I should just be able to have it say dad, right? You know, that, that kind of thing. It'd be cool. But I don't want its name to be different in my address book, right? So I, I want a way of doing nicknames. Uh. Maybe there's a way to do this. One one thing I found, you know, I, I'm, I'm Mr. Virtual Company here, right? I have no one, I have my own office and 
and Lisa sometimes works up here in the studio a couple mornings a week for me. But uh, but in my office, I'm constantly dealing with people, but there's no one in front of me. And I've I've found over the years that with you know with iChat, there's a lot of iChat going on and a lot of email going on, and you you can sometimes I'm sure you've all found this you sometimes lose sight of the fact that you're dealing with a, a real life person on the other end and things can can often get a little heated you know I mean depending on what you're discussing why and it, I oughta yeah and and it's easier to 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 kind of you know bad bash on someone when they're not in front of you you know you you say things in email and iChat that you might not say in in actual you know face to face or even phone conversation and uh, and one of my uh, my business partner is Greg Snyder at Backbeat Media. He stumbled onto this great thing. I believe it's him, but if, if it wasn't, he's the one that told me about it. What he started doing was putting, he found pictures of everyone's face that was in his buddy list and just put all their faces in uh, in his address book so that they show up not only in his iChat buddy list, but also in his email. So now anytime he's typing to someone, most of the time it's he's typing to a face and he's... He, and he told me, Steve, it really makes me remember that I'm dealing with a human on the other end. And I started doing the same thing, and it's been awesome. It really makes a difference. So if you're someone who's who's kind of stuck in that world uh, a lot, give it a try. It 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 really it really can help. But uh, but the nickname thing would be uh, would be cool too. So. Yeah, so that's why you did that. Okay, <laughs> that's that's and that's why you now see my face as my as my yeah. I made my uh, my buddy icon. I just used my my uh, built-in eyesight in the in the MacBook Pro to take a silly little picture of my face and put that, that out there. Scared me. It scares everyone as well. It should. You know, uh, one of our listeners had one of their wishes granted uh, when we were talking about resumable podcast downloads a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I I. I guessed, I hazarded a an educated guess that Juice, formerly iPodder Lemon, I believe, uh, w- was able to do this. And Garth from the Juice team wrote me back uh, just this week and said, yep, we do resumable downloads. We do all kinds of configuring. You can set how many uh, feeds and, and how many simultaneous feeds and how many simultaneous downloads you want to do. It, it all, all sorts of stuff, but it definitely does the resumable thing. So if you are listening to this on dial-up, Get juice. It, you probably already have it, uh, and then that's the way to go. So, juicy juice. Two zero six 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 geek is how you talk to us, and I think we're about to uh, to hear from someone that did exactly that. Are we ready to move on here, John? I think we are. Moving right, right along. Moving right along. Uh, of course, I need to get back in gear here. All right. Well, uh, Mark had a had an interesting comment, and then and then Jesse had a question. So we'll. Uh, We'll go with Mark first. Hey, John and Dave. This is Mark Fleischer. I have a, a comment about show number 79 and Jason's question about the finder windows. In column view, what you can do is hold the option key down when you drag, and that'll keep the width the same. It will reset when you restart, but for the entire time that you have the computer up and running it will stay that way okay thanks uh, you- so there you go that's uh interesting it's uh like i said it just it's one of those things mm-hmm. uh okay so jesse wrote in and asked uh hi guys i have a couple of questions regarding swap files and page faults i tend to keep my ibook running most of the time and generally re- reboot once every once in a while to clean things up a bit 
Currently, my uptime is seven days and usually doesn't end up being much more than that. However, even with that small amount of uptime, my swap files are surpassing one gigabyte. Can these safely be removed out of slash private slash var slash VM? Secondly, do you have a quick and dirty explanation of page faults? Using menu meters, I keep an eye on page faults and they are constantly growing quite quickly. Upwards of 53 million currently. The cache hits percentage is also very low, negative or uh, approximately 4 to 5%. Are these numbers normal and is there any way of optimizing the virtual memory a bit to keep things more zippy? Okay. Uh, so I'm going to answer the first question first. Can swap files safely be removed? No, you cannot delete them. The system will do everything in its power to keep you from deleting them. There is valuable and important information stored in at least some of them. And uh, you don't know what. So the only way to the system will delete them when it doesn't need them anymore is what I've found. Is that have you found the same thing, John? Are you, I'm with you, man. Don't you don't, don't you, touch. Don't touch this. Don't. T- <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, so now page faults. I believe a page fault, and I, and I'm just doing this. I should I should have researched this, but I didn't. But I, I'm pretty sure if a page fault is when an application via the OS goes to read something from memory and realizes it's not in memory. It's in, um, it's, it's in, it's been paged out to disk. And so now we need to read that data in from, from the disk. Is that what you understand page faults to be, John? That a page fault is when, yes, when, when it does not find it in the preferred area, which is okay. your RAM, your right. RAM chip. Got it. Okay, good. Hey, anybody there? Oh, yeah. sorry. So it's no one's fault, really. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Now the rate, though, the 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 uh, the cache hit percentage is exactly in, in is is related to page faults, right? Because the cache yeah. hit would be when it goes to read something from RAM that's been cached and it's not there. So my I noticed my cache hit percentage uh, on my MacBook when I read this email was about sixty three percent, and he's saying that his was. Four to five percent. So, the, uh, the, yeah. the the answer, which I I think I sent Jesse via email earlier today. If, uh, for any of you that that got emails from me today uh, in response to questions you sent to the show, the answers were all very short. I'm I was pressed for time here, uh, but th- my my quick answer was buy more RAM, which is exactly yeah. what Jesse needs. Yeah, on my uh, PowerBook G4, just just to give mm-hmm. you a reference here. Uh, I have a 26.5% cash hit rate, okay. which is pretty good. And so, how, so, what's your, what's your um, just at the moment, how much RAM is free? Free. Uh, 544 megs used, 735 free. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, wait, so, are you, you're not looking at free though. You're adding inactive and free together to get that number, aren't you? I'm looking at the first line that Menumeters has. Just use free and total. So okay, look down to memory pages. Mm-hmm. Right, second line that memory that menu meters has. Right. So you've got active, wired, inactive, and free. Mm-hmm. What's free there? Oh, free there, forty-five megs. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you're, so I guess it sounds like if you're in the tens of percent on cash hits, but yeah, one percent that that sounds. <laughs> yeah, you need more RAM. Like it's struggling. Yeah. And, and, and more RAM will, will make it more, more zippy, I believe is what you were, what you were looking for there. Zippy. Yeah. All right. Joe begged and pleaded with us here. He said he needed help. So 
We can't turn it Hi, on. guys. Love your show. Really enjoy listening to it. I've learned a lot from it. Uh, but I need help with uh, Apple Mail, and I've tried a bunch of things, and nothing has been of any value to me, so I'd like to see what you can help me with. Uh, on a trip recently, I realized that my 17-inch uh, uh, laptop uh, could suddenly couldn't uh, receive or send mail any longer, but I could receive mail fine, and all other things seemed to be okay. When I got home, uh, the laptop synced with my uh, G5 20-inch iMac, and then suddenly I couldn't send uh, mail from that either. The connection doctor uh, in mail says that it cannot uh, connect to any of the SMTP servers that I have, .Mac, Gmail, Yahoo, and my Verizon, my service provider. I tried a bunch of things. Uh, I changed accounts, but I still have the same problem in the different account. I zapped my parameter RAM. I rebooted. Uh, I, let's see, deleted and reestablished uh, an account, but no change there. What should I do? Uh, you can reach me. At we'll, uh, we'll skip that. Okay, so this is a strange one. I, I I was with him, and I thought, oh, I know what it is. His provider's just blocking access to alternate SMTP servers until he said that he can't get to his provider's SMTP server either, which is Verizon. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that that's correct. That that everything he said there is correct, and that he simply can't connect to any SMTP server, which is strange. Usually. Some providers, and I think yours will do this, John, right? They'll block access to port 25 to outside of their network to keep people from inadvertently sending spam out because some viruses will do that. But that's not what's happening here, at least not, not if we make this assumption. So what I would do is open up a terminal and type, and what you want to try to do is connect to and let's use your provider's mail server on port 25. So you type telnet, T-E-L-N-E-T space, your provider's mail server name. Let's, I'm just going to make up mail.verizon.net and then another space and then 25 because you want to try to connect to it on port 25. It's either going to tell you that it made a connection and it's just waiting for you to type something or it's going to say connection could not be made. If it says that it made a connection, now we know that the problem is something inside mail. If it doesn't make a connection, then we know that the problem is system-wide. Would you, uh, would you agree so far, John? So far, I'm with you. All right. And now, at that point, it, let's, say, let's, say the problem is, let's say the problem is outside of mail, and he can't get to port 25 but should be able to. Uh, what, 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 what are your thoughts at that point? Huh? I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> no. The one thought I had, which I don't know if this is the case, but right? I was thinking DNS or the name. Oh, okay. I had this happen to me once with uh, Optimum Online, where they changed the name of the. They warned people, but they they changed the name. So make sure what you. So I'm wondering if he has a DNS issue. So well, that but wouldn't that wouldn't clear. that affect more than? I mean, he'd have trouble downloading the podcast yeah. if he had a DNS issue. Yeah. So. The name of the mail server, yeah, being shared, and it's it's for some reason, yeah, correct. But I'm with you. I, I think you could try to ping the mail server also, just to get a warm fuzzy there. Sure, yeah. Though some machines don't necessarily respond to pings, right? Right, so. or do an NS lookup on on the mail server just to see if it resolves. Yeah, yeah. Well, the telnet will uh, do the NS lookup, right? I mean, it'll if it if it I says just if host the can't be got found. Clobbered, because I've seen that happen sometimes that the DNSs get messed up. They yeah. may not work for a little while. Yeah, until uh, everything gets repopulated or repropagated. Yeah, that, 
could be it. But but yeah, your your tip is right on the mark. Tell that you know on twenty five, assuming they're not doing SSL or some other wacky well, and, uh, and application. That, that was my uh, that was my thought. Was why not just use SSL? Try it, it if it's not connecting on port twenty five. Go in and turn on SSL. It, uh, most SMTP servers will accept it these days, and uh, and so you can try that. It would be, I believe, SSL is is port five eighty seven, and I also believe that port four sixty five, and that is completely from memory. But I believe port four sixty five is the accepted alternate for um, for port twenty five for places that don't accept it. And I I might. I might be con- confusing those two. It might be 465 for SSL and 587 is the accepted alternate, but uh, but that those two things would would you know uh, those other ports would be good things to try to connect on, and you can and you can configure that in mail as you can in in just about any other mail client. And just set the port. Um, yeah, the other thing could be if they are doing SSL is that there are different protocols. There's older SSL. There's something newer called TLS. Yep, which is uh, the thing that came after. Maybe that has changed. So yeah. Uh, I don't know if mail logs this stuff anywhere. You can, the, uh... you can tell mail to turn on logging via a command line uh, switch, and I don't remember it off the top of my head, but uh, we'll, I, yeah. know, I know there's a way. I, 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 saw yeah, it, we'll find I saw it mentioned on Mac OS X Hints. Um, so that, w- that would be another way. Uh, otherwise, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking if you can't, if you go to the command line and you can't do this, uh, I'm thinking there's some firewall in the way. You may have installed some firewall or something on your Mac that that prevents you from doing uh, that, right? You know, it 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 would stand to reason that a great way to protect against, and I know we don't have any yet, uh, but a great way to protect against these trojans or viruses that that you know relay spam for for the world would be to simply stop your computer from being able to talk on port 25. Um, you know, if you configure your mail client to use SSL, then you're then that's fine. Though I can't imagine there being a commercial package for the Mac that stops you from talking on port 25. It, you could certainly set up a firewall rule to do that from the command line. One one line from the command, and you could stop mm-hmm. your Mac from being able to send on. It could, you could just tell it take everything on port 25 and and echo it off to to nowhere, yeah. and, and that's that. Yeah, I wonder if because actually. Um... At the uh, the day job, we actually ran into this once. There's a bunch of us who are trying to do mail development. Yep. And all of a sudden, none of us uh, who have machines with uh, all sorts of corporate installed or corporate mandated goodies like yeah. McAfee right. and uh, things like that. And all of a sudden, none of us could get to the internal mail server. Uh, like, what the heck? Finally, someone said, hey, check the settings on the, uh, on the antivirus. And apparently yep. a new policy had been pushed, which yep. said disallow any communication on port 25 because we happen to run notes so we don't need uh, oh, port 25 access right. so they figure the only thing that port 25 access could do is help spread chaos yep huh or yeah so somebody brings in something and all of a sudden their machine turns into a uh, zombie right just blasting right. hell off so they did it as part of the mcafee package i'm not i don't believe the mcafee package is the same capabilities quite the same capabilities on the mac side but yeah, and we were able to, of course, disable that, and then yep. everything was great. But the the your hint was good because we even tried to tell that thing, and what happened is it would say connection refused. Yeah, and that's what you'd see. That's right. Yeah. So try but that out, was. Joe. Let let us know. Um, yeah. that, that's it. That's it for this week. And 
as far as normal shows go, we're actually off for uh, for two weeks. I am leaving on uh, on Friday, and I'm unplugging from the grid for like nine <laughs> days or something, John. Um, uh, yeah, we're going on that Disney cruise with the family. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to it, but I'm I'm actually I'm I'm a little anxious about you know not getting email and not being able to know that the world is okay with uh with uh without being connected so oh you can call me it'll be no, i'm not going to call anybody man I call I'll, no I'll way tell you think everything's okay no way man where I'm, can i call you yeah i don't think there's a phone number on the boat i'm pretty sure <laughs> that yeah pretty sure that uh no, they gotta, they gotta yeah they do they do yeah absolutely uh though it is interesting i i was looking through my wish list from last year and uh and and i don't mean to end this on a on a downward note but I had gotten bit by that tick before we did the wish list thing last year, but hadn't yet contracted the Bell's palsy, which they presume was from the Lyme disease. And I actually said at the end of that show, one of the things on my wish list was, I hope I don't get Lyme disease. So there you go. So not everything comes true on these, uh, on these wish lists. So there you go. But, uh, yeah, we're leaving on the cruise a year to the day after I got that, after my face stopped working and we're, we're back at about 90% now. So. I'm not. Uh, I'm not complaining. I'm gonna have to take a break from nation states too. You know, John. Ooh, make sure you put it in vacation mode, right? Yeah, that's right. Nationstates.net. I dot net. I hit dot net. 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 Nationstates.net. I uh, I hit my 500 million population, so I was able to create my own um, pre pre. What, what do you call it? My own prefix. title. My own prefix. Thank you. Yeah, that's why we have you here. So I, I, I had to look it up, though. Yeah, well, everybody should. Everyone should know about the great defenestrations. So uh, the defenestrate—that's today's word. That's today's word. That's right. But if you look it up on Wikipedia, you'll learn about the great defenestrations. So, but we may there may be a show published next week. It might be I might do uh, a little uh, MacWorld Expo preview with with Paul Kent and and throw that up for your listening pleasure in our our week off. So. We shall. We'll, we'll see if I can make that work before uh, before this week ends for me. Cashfly Hosting is where you download the show from. If you're interested in hosting your uh, static content, they are the place to go. Podcast Marketplace this month has the 6i Isolator earphones from Edemotic, the A5 desktop speakers from Audio Engine, of course, and TeachMac from TeachMac.com, all placed through the Backbeat Media Podcast Network. At Macworld Expo, we're doing that party, Cirque de Mac, January 10th, 8 p.m. Did we tell them where it was? Should we? No. no. We didn't? Oh, we'll tell them closer. We shouldn't to tell them it's at the Red Devil Lounge. We shouldn't tell. Okay, we won't tell them that now. We'll, we'll tell them that maybe later. And uh, I think that's it. I'm, uh, I'm out. 206-666-GEEK. Right? Mac Geek Gab at Mac Observer. That is 4335. That's right. Mac Geek Gab oh. at MacObserver.com. We still have Gmail invites. They started replenishing again. Mm. That's it. You got to vote. Vote, comment. Vote early, vote often. I voted often. Did you? Mm-hmm. You should have. All right, John. For two weeks, we've got one piece of advice to leave them with. What is it? Don't get caught. Made up.